All right, all right. Check one, check two. This is it. Welcome to the Cannabis Coffee Hour. With your host, me, Rob Cantrell, coming back again and again. Here we go. Uh, We're going to win. What are we going to win? Well, you won a free podcast of the Cannabis Coffee Hour. And I got some great cannabis and I got some great coffee. I got a lot to talk about. You know, I gave uh, Thanksgiving up for podcasting. (laughs) I... uh, yeah, I didn't podcast over Thanksgiving. You know, Thanksgiving, that's that's some heavy shit going down. That's family, 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 turkey, uh, cranberry sauce. You know, that's uh, a lot of moving parts. And, you know, I'm human. I got to do my thing. Um, but it, I had a great Thanksgiving. It was low-key, small crowd, uh, but good food. I fucked it up with the apple pie. If anybody saw my Instagram, Rob88Cantrell... Um, yeah, you saw the apple pie. I didn't post it. I did it through the little movie thing joints. Um, but man, it's a, it was a apple crumble, apple crumble. You know how you get those crumble cakes like in the morning at the good bakeries, uh, with just thick brown sugar. And this was oatmeal, brown sugar, and then pecans crushed together. I crushed the pecans with a fucking hammer in a bag and i was just like bam 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 and uh and then i had this old-fashioned oatmeal it wasn't even the steel cut the steel cut is even too hard this is just like this was uncle this was the dude with the white hair that looks like george washington but he's not george washington i can't think of his name right now but he he was the man with oatmeal for a long time until they found out you got to go uh steel cut if you want the good shit. But this dude has the old fashioned and it was just really good. It was just good oats. I'm all about my oats. I drink mostly oat milk. I eat almonds. Uh, I've cut away from real milk. The whole cow milk thing is weird. Like I'm not full vegan. And I, and, and I even think terms like that is whack in some ways. Um, because we're all evolving and changing and the person you are now wasn't the person you were 10 years ago physically and what you're in mentally age-wise and all that shit like in terms of minerals and and what your body needs i think you got to just look inside yourself or feel yourself and like oh this is the good shit but i will say going to a doctor kind of cleared me up on how i should eat and how i should exercise i've been going hard in the paint with my steps, doing almost 10,000 a day. I get up to 7,000. I would say I average 8,000 steps. Um, I haven't been doing a ton of stand-up comedy, but I've been doing enough. And I've been preparing uh, a bunch of material. I just gotta get let all this COVID shit drop down. You know, I've hidden out for it. Um, I don't want a badge or a medal. and I don't know. I'm sick of talking about any of that. Like, I just want to live in that now Eckhart Tolle all day <laughs> I got some great coffee this is a uh, Brooklyn roasting coffee and this is Peru coffee I have to say like you know I'm you know I'm not a super coffee nerd and you if you're a fan of this podcast and you listen to this podcast but you know like consistently I've always had different coffees and different vibes on this show and sometimes I go back. I mean, I think if you follow the show, you can figure some shit out. But I always pop up with something new. But this is Brooklyn Roasting Company. But this is a really good bag. This is their Peru bag. It's the Solier Cafe. Uh, the roast, they have a cool rating. They don't say mid-roast. or This is 6.2. I didn't know what out of 10. So it's kind of middle of the road roast. And I, you know me, I like my me- medium roast. I don't want the dark roast. I don't want the French roast. I want it brown. Just slightly brown. Um, but this shit is good. Cool. Brooklyn Roasting Company, they do have a good graphic designer. And they're always changing up. I mean, they're everywhere. 
But the thing about this Peruvian bean is it's a lot like the Stumptown bean. And, you know, this isn't a 20-bag dollar. This isn't a 20-bag dollar bag of coffee. This is a $10 bag of coffee. Um, they had, you know, um, they have coffees on sale. I try to grab, you know, gifts and all that shit holiday season. We gotta make, we gotta stretch that dollar. Um, but I got, I still try to get good coffee and this is good shit. And, uh, shout out to Peru. Peru's dope. I haven't been there, but my roommate after college, when I lived in DC, like it wasn't Georgetown. It was like above Georgetown. I forget what that fucking area is called. It's dope. Um, it's like these little houses, and I lived there with a couple friends after college and just worked <clears throat> a sales job. But uh, he was part Peruvian. He was my best friend. That's when I went back in my drinking day. <laughs> we, we just drank and smoked a lot of pot and barbecued a lot uh, in our early 20s after work and shit like that. He was just a good hang. And uh, he was Peruvian, and uh, he had a core, great vibe, just the same as his coffee. It's more about vibes. Um, I've always been about vibes. That's what I was, uh, uh, listening to this morning. I did like a 10 minute video meditation on prana. Uh, YouTube's amazing. Please, please, no, fucking subscribe to my YouTube, the Cannabis Coffee Hour. It's on YouTube. They have these great new handles at Cannabis Coffee Hour. I got it. I got the first one. Subscribe to that YouTube because it has the full videos of this podcast um, from the Patreon of the last two years. Like, I dissolved the Patreon. I don't know. My hustle wasn't in it. It started to feel a little OnlyFans. I don't know. Uh, I think, you know, I'm just learning as I'm going and I'm trying to feel my way with this podcast. A lot of it's production and movement with my, uh, you know, Brooklyn Hectic uh, dude, <laughs> a little bit older and a little bit bolder, uh, schedule. Uh, but I got, to, it, this is great coffee. I got some great weed. I got some great, oh, prana. Sorry. I watched this video about prana, which is your energy. It was all about your energy. And I have been meditating. I'm not bragging on shit, but I've been meditating 20 minutes and it has gotten so much easier. If you've been a fan of this podcast, you know I've been, you kind of, you guys have, I remember when I couldn't even think about meditating. Like I remember, and then I tried it for like two minutes and it was the hardest shit ever. And now I'm just doing 20 minutes like it's nothing. But I also, right before it, I watched this 10 minute video about breathing and uh, prana is just like the life source. You know, the older I get, the more Star Wars makes sense. <laughs> it was always a dope film. And I know, you know, that's such a nerdy stoner fucking uh, film uh, videography or whatever, filmography. But uh, it's just, you know, when I was watching this video on prana, which is breathing, it's just the it's more or less about your energy. And then I guess the idea is moving that energy. And it's your energy and not the external energy, but the internal energy. And that internal energy is what connects us all, like the everything, like all life sources. And you could tell if you've ever, you know, been to a funeral or, you know, you know what's uh, alive and dead. And even in the plant world and, you know, the animal world, like you could tell that where the energy is. I've always thought about that. And how people die, like, there's this amount of weight that goes away. Like, there's some energy and soul and funk going on, man. And you can't tell me there isn't, because there is. I got a great... I'm just looking at these bubbles of the seltzer water. I haven't smoked, like, in three or four days. And I did right before this podcast. And then I got lost on YouTube. <laughs> but then I got my shit back together, and I refocused. Uh, but, yeah, during my meditation... My back is getting stronger. When you first start meditating, your back will start hurting and shit. And I Googled that up and it says you will build up. And so I started doing that. And I have to say my posture's better. Um, you know, life isn't perfect. Like I did, uh, I did get it into a fender bender. Uh, I scratched my car uh, last week. I was talking on the phone. I wasn't, I was moving it. 
and somebody called and I don't know. But you know, I go through the same shit. Like it doesn't mean my life is perfect and I got hustle and and bills and uh, obstacles to jump over. But it is giving me a place. I will say with getting older and applying meditation, it is giving me room to pivot and make moves and listen to myself. And myself says, keep doing this podcast. People enjoy it. But you got to subscribe to the fucking YouTube. That's it, man. I'm not I'm not trying to advertise anymore. But, you know, I put up all these free Patreon. We got Bill Burr. We got uh, you got uh, Joe Para. You got uh, you got uh, so many great uh, guests. <laughs> Marina Franklin has been on. I mean, all of my comedy friends um, has been on this podcast. Uh, and I'm just going to my YouTube, but I, I was going to. Um, oh, yeah, there it is. I just pull it up so I can read it. You know, I it's. I get geared up to do this podcast because doing a solo podcast is a little funky, you know, and I'm trying not to talk about politics. I get lost in all these YouTube, you know, there's all these comedians and motherfuckers taking all these different sides and some people have full on political podcasts and, uh, you know, I don't want that vibe on my podcast. I want to live in the now. I want some Eckhart Tolle. I want to keep it funky and fresh. But you also, you know, I'm not down with any Nazi shit, any fucking, um, what am I trying to say? I'm just was not into, um, any of the Stuart Rhodes fucking, fucking, what what am I trying to say? Any of, anything that involved uh, overthrowing the government, I am not for, man. I love America. I have to say America has been good to me. Always has. And that's where I'm from. But I'm not it's so into it that I'm like, I'm in, the, I'm in my body. I'm in my own self. Um, I'm all over the map on this podcast. But I'll, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll get to uh, the source here. See, I went to it, and then I started talking about politics, and I got all fired up. Because uh, it just pisses me off, man. I, you know, I really think pot's about to be legal. And all these wars and just ne- angry, negative fucking bullshit energy. And it doesn't need to be that way, you know? You know, you look at the sun and you see it hit a plant. And you see the miracle of life and how amazing everything is. And you're like, oh, everything sucks. Uh, blah, blah. Man, fuck all that shit, man. I'm not even... Uh, let's see. Let's see here. But there, then again, there's my ego. And then, and then I get pulled into being angry and negative. But I'm trying to think, like, sometimes if anger is good, if it doesn't lead to violence. Like, there is a sense of, like, back off, motherfucker. Let's see here. I'm just, I was looking at the Cannabis Coffee Hour, and I wanted to talk about all the videos and illustrial guests that we've had on Ben Cronenberg. That one is in a fisheye lens. I love that one. Uh, Doug Benson, the legend, my man. I have to say, Doug Benson has been there for me, you know, for many years doing his podcast. Um, and I never was great at movie trivia, but I could get a few jokes in. But mostly, I loved hanging out. He always had some good herb and great guests. I did a great one with like. Sarah Silverman, Gary Goldman, myself, and one of the actors like from Goodfellas and uh, Doug Benson. And it was sick. We did it at the, uh, the Gramercy Theater in New York City. That was a great memory um, and a great show. And it was, uh, it was live. It's, okay, I said Bill Burr. I'm trying to say, you know, I was watching. I'm a fan of this uh, podcast, Lynn Shawcroft. You got to check out Lynn Shawcroft. Lynn Shawcroft was Mitch Hedberg's uh, wife, and I toured with Mitch. And we talk. There's a whole episode, an hour and a half, us talking about Hedberg. And you're getting it from, you know, he's such a super legend. Uh, I feel lucky that I got to know him, and you know, he definitely was like a big brother to me uh, for a while there. You know, in, in comedy and, you know, you just have the older cats uh, that know how to do it and been doing it. Uh, and he was the dude that was that. 
he was definitely the first guy in comedy when I first started checking out stand-up comedy at the Punchline in 1999 in San Francisco. And he was the first dude that I was like, oh, this guy's fucking cool. Because uh, a lot of these dudes are fucking dicks. Not everybody. I can't say that. Everybody's my friend. I was thinking about that during meditation. I was just trying to, even random people, even uh, so-called enemies, I was just sending super love to. Uh, just sending, there's like, I watched this one about the prana, and then like these uh, Tibetan monks, like there's one meditation where if you want to send love to somebody, like if you're meditating, like you picture the person and then your energy and their energy, and then it goes towards each other. Oh man. Um, the internal's even more trippy than the external. Great episode is uh, Rondell Hartley. Now, Rondell Hartley and I, he's a great comic from Brooklyn, born and raised. I met him at the old Boston Comedy Club, and we used to have a, a great, right before podcasting blew up, we had on a video channel called Brooklyn Radio, we had a, uh, a radio show, it was an internet radio show called R&R, and uh, we literally played... Uh, we had a DJ, DJ Concern, who is now Shawnee Slices. He does a he has a slice place out at Rockaway Beach. Um, that dude is uh, as New York and hip hop as it gets. Uh, he had one of the Fat Boys do a promo for him, and it was Prince Marky D. Now, out of all the Fat Boys, they're all great, uh, but Prince Marky D was this Puerto Rican dude that could flow. Man, he was he could rock. Uh, and that was that real New York hip hop, like that, that early, like if I was checking out my music videos, not to go ego and shit, but you can go to Rob Cantrell YouTube and subscribe to that. Um, I shouldn't yell at you. I love you, but uh, I need you to subscribe to my YouTube channels. Uh, but I was looking at my music videos and uh, you can go check them out. You know, I guess the. I would say major influence of the music. I've been playing guitar like crazy, but the major influence is definitely hip hop. And it's early. Like my happy place with it is like Houdini, Run DMC, Beastie Boys, even Jekyll and Hyde. I mean, all of these 12 inches I used to collect. Those were my first albums that I bought with my own money, mowing lawns and shit. I would get so psyched to go to the record store um and get a, a new hip-hop album man because it was so the genre was so small it literally was like you know just a just a fucking you know out of all the records it was like this small little sliver in the back uh i remember that i remember pulling out the beastie boy album being like what the fuck is this but i've been but i've been collecting since 83 because i was popping and locking um yeah, I will say, yeah, those were the my first concert. You can, I found the video. I put it up on my YouTube, but it's a stand-up of my first, I talk about my first concert, which was the Fat Boys Run DMC on their second album. This is 1984, 85, and it's called The Fresh Fest in Roanoke, Virginia. My mom drove me there, and that was my first concert. And I was so into breakdancing and hip-hop, I had a full Fila suit. Uh, it was actually a Nike suit. I say a Fila suit in my stand-up special because that was, the, I never got the Fila. The Fila the Fila and the Puma, the Nike was dope, but the Fila and the Puma sweat top and sweat pants were great breakdance uh, uniforms. Um, but if you got the Fila, you were like varsity. That was like some real, you're about to head spin on people. Uh, but yeah, I saw Houdini in concert. Uh, but then the next year we saw the Raising Hell tour. And that was right when Run DMC like got made. I think Walk This Way may have just was on that out. May have. Yeah, I think it, that. But right before it was King of Rock, they were killing it. Um, and then Rockbox before that. That was like the hidden gem back in the day. And then that shit came on. Everybody's like, oh, Fuck, these dudes are hard. But, uh, but yeah, the Raising Hell tour was LL Cool J, Houdini again. I saw Houdini twice. 
in a major theater. And this time it was in Richmond, Virginia. And this time, you know, hip hop got even bigger. And I went with someone else's mom, but it was like 10 kids. But it was like, I would say 75% African-American. And we were just from Buena Vista, this small little redneck town. We drove over there. But uh, that was the first time I saw the Beastie Boys. And I hadn't heard of them. I swear to God, I hadn't heard of them or I did. It wasn't on my radar. Uh, Run DMC was Houdini. And then there was all this like Jekyll and Hyde. Um, fat boys were doing like, that's when they started going into disorderlies and shit like that. Um, but people make fun of the fat boys. But I remember when they first came out, cause I was like 12 and 13, you know, I was born in 1972. I just turned 50 hip hop just turned 50. Uh, and, uh, my first concert was the fresh fest, but then Oh, that was the first time I saw the Beastie Boys and they weren't even on the bill. And it was in front of an audience that did not know them and it was predominantly African-American or black. Um, And uh, they killed it. They killed it. They did three songs and everybody fucking, it was Holding Now, Hit It, Slow and Low, which is my my favorite song, and then one other, but it wasn't like all that frat rock, um, Fight for Your Right to Party or any of that, um, but it was just like, they came out and just did a quick set, and uh, they, I just remember they killed it, and then I went and traveled back to my home birth of uh, Washington, D.C., I was with my mom, and, and uh, I knew everybody, I have my little neighborhood of Capitol Hill, so I knew everybody, but I remember going to a record store in Georgetown and pulling out that Beastie Boy album, being like, holy fuck, it was like double, and you know, I remember buying that shit. It was great, but it wasn't, that first album wasn't my full love. Uh, Slow and Low and Hold Now Hit It were jams, okay? But it wasn't until like later on when I was in high school, Paul's Boutique, and those were like the arty kids brought that on because those guys kind of, you know, during that time, Cool G Rap came out, Rakim came out, um, so if I was listening to hip hop, I was kind of listening to that or I just watched Yo and TV raps, but I was starting to listen to like the clash and, and definitely like the grateful dead. And I was getting exposed to all kinds of like, I remember Steve Miller band was a big deal. When I first heard that, I was like, Oh, that's some good shit right there. Uh, I'm a winner. I'm a sinner. I'm a smoker. I'm a joker. Uh, but I'm at this last cup of coffee. I also wanted to hip you. Oh, so I saw him there. Yeah, that was a big concert. And then, and then I just started listening to everything. I remember, uh, NWA and stuff came out and I was fans of all that. I was fans of that public enemy album. I definitely played that, that and the EPMD album a lot, but I started going into other shit. Um, you can listen to my album called Caffeinated Dope Rhymes. It's on Spotify. My stand-up album, uh, Pure Art Cut Joy, is not. But uh, I also wanted to tell you, because I, I was tr- I, you, that's what I like to do is look at the music. So uh, this is what I've been listening to. Grateful Dead, Othelia, which is this great tune. Uh, that's that one. Ain't nobody messing with you but you. You know, so much of it is fear and fear of the outcome, but nobody knows the fucking outcome because the outcome is in the moment. Um, and then I'm listening to George Thurgood. Uh, I know I talked about that uh, a lot. Uh, I've been listening to some healing Tibetan bowl uh, at 188 hertz. <laughs> I have meditated to that a few times. Tribe Call Quest. Yeah, I do pump that. Um, Stephen Stills Treetop Flyer. Check that one out. That's a, if you like Crosby, Stills, and Nash, Stephen Stills is the guitarist for Crosby, Stills, and Nash and Young. Um, but he had this solo career. He was like, you know, a singer songwriter type cat. And, uh, Treetop Flyer is all about dudes uh driving airplanes bringing in weed from mexico and how they had to that was a treetop flyer they had to go low 
so the government wouldn't see them so they can bring the weed into California. <laughs> well, I don't know. You know, you could grow it up there. That's the thing about weed is like it should be legal in the United States because we can produce it so easily because you can, I mean, I knew all, all kinds of substitute teachers that grew weed in their closet. I haven't started growing yet. I don't know if I will. I might because uh, I do want to save the money, but it's not that super normal and it's kind of packed into, I got to give it till I build up a little bit more. And everything starts to normalize. But I did see that great graph that is going around of all the recreational um, states. Maybe I'm gonna, maybe I'll just tour all the recreational states. Um, I do have fun, and I do go over well in pot crowds. Um, so if you want to book me, uh, go to contact Rob Cantrell or go to my website if you want to. If you're kind of super big league, talk to the management there. Um, let's see. Oh, I wanted to talk. Oh, you know what's a good Christmas jam <laughs> I sent over is Little Drummer Boy. Peace on earth. It's all about this dude that had no money to give to Jesus, I guess. Or like Jesus was you know, coming to town and rocking the mic, and and he didn't he didn't have any money for the ticket or something, and uh, he offers to play the drum, and that's cool by everybody because every he just starts rocking the drum. Um, I think that's what it's about. But there's a great video of David Bowie and Bing Crosby doing that. I always like that. And then in D.C. they used to that's a great mix. Is little drummer boy go go version. There is a go go version. If you know go go music. It's uh, if you don't know it, it's a Washington D.C. music art form that is mostly percussion, live band kind of live band hip hop, but it's a different beat. Like a hip hop beat is a I don't know now. It's like shout out to Murder Beach from the Migos. Uh, the beats are all kind of crazy and computerized, but the you know the early hip hop is boom boom bap boom boom boom. I guess it's a two four. Boom, boom, bah. But then there's a go-go beat, which is a more rolling and rocking, and it's definitely uh, more jam influence. It's like almost like it's like jam band meets hip hop. Uh, some of the best ones are Rare Essence, of course, and Trouble Funk, and The Originator, Mr. Chuck Brown, and the Soul Searchers. Uh, but. Uh, yeah, the that beat is it's it's definitely more nuanced and roll roll. It's just like four or five. It's like definitely has jazz. It has fucking everything, man. That beat is crazy, but it is a little aggressive and uh and all over the place. Like it's definitely great for late night. If you that's a great episode. The Neil Fallon from the Mighty Band Clutch was nice enough to do this show. And I do have the full video on of it up on the Cannabis Coffee Hour uh YouTube. But yeah, he has a great funny line that you can't listen to Go Go in the morning. It's just too fucking hard. Too hard. And that comes from a dude that sings heavy metal. <laughs> uh shout out to him. Uh but yeah, he's a he's a funny cat. Um, that's what I found out during that interview. I was like, right, yeah, uh, one of my favorite rock bands. I do like rock and roll. Like I've been, I won't, I won't pain you with my guitar play. Maybe down the line. I, I don't want to give myself up. I've been getting better at it. I think with meditation, like I'm focusing more on the thing, but I'm going back to just doing Bo Diddley. Like, that's what I like. I like a rolling rocking beat. Like, I go, I go on a... Like the Ico Ico Grateful Dead, that is a, almost a go-go beat. I guess it comes from like New Orleans. Like that Ico Ico song um, is a New Orleans song, I believe. Music is so fascinating. You know, it's just like, I think that's, you know, it's so simple and so easy and so free. But now there's so much drama in the LBC. I think this is Sherbert. 
Simple, good one-hitter, glass ball, perfect. Um, oh, yeah, with the prono and prana, the identity and ego and natural connection. Like the uh, living in the moment and understanding your energy is, um, yeah, I guess what, they're, what I took from it is like, you kind of, that's kind of a great place to be when you're thinking and you're outside in the world and you're, and you're spreading new karma. Um, but it's the natural connection. That's what I was trying to get to. That energy that you see, the life energy that you see in the plant, that you see um, in the mountains, that you see in the river flowing, the ocean, and then you see it in fish and deer and uh, birds, and then you see it in you and me and, and your cousin Earl and, and that fat dude Steve. Sorry, fat shame. Um, you see that energy, and that's the connection. And then the personality and the ego is what's separating us. But really, it's the life energy. It's about working together. And that's coming from a guy that's just doing a solo podcast. Uh, no, uh, I, I, you know, I just try to keep it simple to keep costs down at this moment as we grow. But I got fans out there. I see you. I love you. I appreciate you. It's a diverse group of funky, fresh people. You know, I'm sending the love energy. You got to be, what was that? Uh, patience and fortitude. I was listening to this one old jazz tune that kept on saying patience and fortitude. And then it kind of stuck in my head. So that's what I've been working on and hopefully working together. But I did talk to my buddy about uh, doing live streams. Eventually, you know, with the Cannabis Coffee Hour, I'll be doing live streams. And you'll be able to see that where? At the Cannabis Coffee Hour YouTube page. Go to it now. There's those new neat tags. I may have to back off Twitter, man. I don't know about this Elon dude fucking putting back. I don't want to talk about politics, but fuck Trump, man. Fuck Trump. Fuck all that shit. Uh, I don't want to put that energy out there, but, uh, you know, sometimes you just got to call shit out. And that's why, yeah, I'm debating, like, I do, I did read this thing that a lot of anxiety in society, in society today is from toggling from too many social media sites. So now... I love YouTube. I have to say, like, the music, I mean, event, it's probably evil, but I don't know. But I love YouTube, and I like, I like Instagram. I don't like that it's connected to Facebook, but I, I do enjoy people's pictures, and it's a good way to keep up with people. And I've noticed that I could back away from it. I think, you know, there's just this, this like, evolutionary societal step, like, and I think people are doing, I find it easier to step away from the internet and kind of take myself out of it and like, what the fuck am I doing? I'm just sitting here scrolling, looking at these motherfuckers and then you get jealous or you, I don't know, you get lost in something or it's, it's a power distraction and I got shit to do. I got it. I got stuff to write. I got a book, gigs. Uh, I'm ready to get out there. So if you have a gig. Get at me at contact at Rob Cantrell or if you're a real club uh, and you got real money and you want to do the real thing, uh, hit my management up. Um, that's on, you can check that out on my webpage, robcantrell.com. But I don't know, no creeps. That whole fucking um, catfishing that, that um, Virginia State Trooper drove across, that was the worst story I've heard in a while, man. That thing fucking hurt. Um, that's what I, I mean. The news is rough out there. So no creeps is all I'm saying. A lot of creeps out there on the internet. Stop being creepy, you creepy motherfuckers. Oh, yeah, but you can't tell anybody what to do. You can just do your best. Now, I'm doing my best with this podcast. I'm having a blast doing it. I'm finishing, uh, a great, uh, I just had a great, uh, pour over, you know, um, coffee doing Brooklyn, uh, roasting company, Peru, 
But at the same time, um, I'm thinking about my body and trying to get healthy. And I got this, uh, I just got this. And it's like the stuff that you put in your coffee. It's, I'm not even doing, if these guys want to uh, sponsor me, maybe I should hit them up. Uh, but Alchemind Acid Kicking Coffee Alkalizer Mocha. So you put a scoop of this in your coffee and it cuts down, it gives you a lot of great minerals and shit. And then it, I have heard this like way of putting salt in your coffee and the way it alkalizes. I guess it's all alkalized. I've been doing that. Uh, I've been doing that because I did start experiencing heartburn, which is not nice when you're, you know, smoking herb. Um, so I'm trying to get my, my acid right uh, in my stomach. And this stuff is great. It doesn't taste that great. <laughs> no, they won't like that. Uh, it tastes all right. It changes the taste. But I did mix it with some cold coffee, and then I put that, and then I did my banana smoothie all together. Oh, man, that was a power, you know. Uh, coffee in the smoothie, what do you think of that? Sometimes you got to do it. Sometimes I don't. But it's got to be, like, there's something about, I mean, I live off of coffee, bananas, peanut butter. <laughs> dark chocolate uh yeah some good salt hell yeah give me that himalaya salt we're going to the himalayas i've been rocking some tibetan bowls uh by meditating this is like this i guess there's like a frequency if we're talking about energy there's like the frequency that relaxes you and i mean you know i think there's a lot of cons out there on the internet, but some of them, you know, I guess you just got to try them out and try to think if your vibe is uh, being set right. So I've been doing that um, and having a blast doing it. Uh, yeah, I took it. I mean, I just, you know, I hadn't done a podcast in a while, so I just went all in and started talking. But that's what you got to do. I've been doing my humidifier like it's getting cold, you know, so it's getting but I got the window open, so I got a sweatshirt and a big woolly hat right now on. But uh, I got the humidifier out. Uh, hopefully, I'll start doing this show. I've been—I talked to a friend just the other day about uh, a company about live streaming and a space and everything. So that's coming. But I've been uh, rocking this new big gallon fucking. I got a fucking diesel engine for a humidifier. And I've been doing that because I got this old fucking New York fucking uh, radiator that will light me up. It it's warm as hell, but it dries everything up. So you got to have this crazy ass humidifier. But when it's just right, and I got a bunch of plants, when the humidifier is that middle of the road, dude, it is. It's almost a sauna. It, it, the the air is awesome, and it's like warm, and, and like the sun's out, but it's cold, and it kind of creates this steam room. Uh, man, I would, if I, if this podcast blows up, the first balling out of control thing, I need a sauna. <laughs> Subscribe to my YouTube. I need a sauna. Uh, nothing better than a steam, a steam and a swim. Walking has been great and pools are a pain in the ass. I don't know if I want a pool, but I, I, I do think swimming is the best exercise and, and it's fucking awesome when you're high. It's, swimming is awesome when you're high. Not all the, but it's like, whoa, I am a fucking frog, man. <laughs> I am swimming in the water. Well, you know, the, my favorite thing is to, to go right into the middle of the pool and just fucking float on my back. Ah, oh, that is the best. Um, simple pleasures. Simple. I saw some, some quote today. Ah. I saw, uh, I, I want to say it, but uh, I don't, I don't want to put any negative energy out there. Uh, I want to put some positive energy. I've been washing my hands more. I've been, the COVID is still out there, I, you know. Um, God, this coffee is so good. But it's, I know it's the last cup. But I know I shouldn't do a whole nother pot of coffee. But I'm having such a blast doing this podcast because uh, I has, haven't done it in a while. And, you know, I love coffee and weed. 
I think that's how I should do it. Like once a week, maybe take some days, but it's like my celebration. It's my, it's my holiday. It's a holiday. <laughs> oh yeah, I'd still pump up some turnstile. People love turnstile right now. They got a diverse crowd. That's what you want is a diverse, cool crowd. Um, doesn't have to. I mean, you shouldn't think of it that way. You gotta like it's energy, bruh. <laughs> but at the same time, you gotta. Um, I think you have to kind of get your mindset out of that stuff and uh, just do the thing. Quit talking about it. But that's the problem with the podcast. I keep on talking about it. <laughs> I guess that's the thing about it. That's that's the keep on talking about it. That's the name of this podcast is keep on talking about it. Talking about how good coffee and weed is, which is amazing, I have to say. And I'm having a blast. I finished that little herb. I will smoke some more, maybe, possibly. Like, the thing about doing the podcast, I'm like, I did a podcast. I'm going to smoke some weed after the podcast to reward my podcast. <laughs> uh, and then I take my break. Um, but uh, I, got, I got my material here. So hopefully, you know, I'm really going to push forward and put another uh, post-pandemic um, stand-up special out there you know it needs to be done i got it here and i'm just like ah but it's weird like going out i don't know everything's a little bit trippy um but i do feel the good vibes coming i got some good i got some good feelers out there for some live shows so it's for some live stand-up shows and also possible cannabis coffee hour live shows uh they're coming um, I got some, uh, well, I can quit talking about that. I could keep smoking some herb here. There's a little bit left. Yeah, I would uh, talk about this, uh, big booking that's happening in the beginning of the year. But it's in the middle. You know, I got promised some work, but I can't put it up until the paperwork's official. So I was wondering about spilling the beans. And lately, as I get older, I'm like, I got to know. You got to know when to hold them and know when to fold them. Know when to hold them. Know when to walk away. Know when to run. You got to count your money. When you're sitting at the table, there'll be time enough for counting when the deal ends done. Probably one of the best songs in the world is The Gambler. Uh, that song, what a great, great, great voice. Great song. <laughs> I've heard it sampled in hip-hop songs before. Um... That's the crazy things about uh, hip hop is uh, the samples and just like the evolution of music just trips me out, you know. From jazz to hip hop to rock and roll, classical, Tibetan bowls, <laughs> Grateful Dead. Yeah, Grateful Dead. You can go on forever and ever and ever with that shit, man. Athelia. Um, that's a great Grateful Dead song. Um, yeah, I, I did get to see him live. I hope to see some more live, but as I play guitar more, I start to look on the videos and I check people's like how they hold the guitar and, uh, which chords are they're doing. I've been watching a lot of, uh, the Sammy Hagar series on AXS <laughs> where he jams out with people. Uh, the red rocket, um, yeah, great guitarist, Jimi Hendrix. You know, I went through a huge Jimi Hendrix. I haven't been playing as much Jimi Hendrix. I don't know. It's just like you kind of absorb the music, but it's weird. It does come back to you because just now when I said that, I was like, whoa, there's an orb. Um, Yeah, one of my friends, me and Joe Bartnick one time, uh, drove back from the Sacramento Punchline. And I don't know, we smoked some weird weed. This other dude, but he was... I was like, was that shit weird? I don't know. 
I can't describe it. It wasn't like speed or anything. I don't know. It was just a wild strain. And we had this like Jimi Hendrix bootleg live. And it was just all really blues shit, you know? I have been playing like this blues riff. It's, it's the bar chord I'm just learning and how to do it a little bit better. But uh, we listened to this Jimi Hendrix blues bootleg show back in CDs days. And I remember I listened. It, I, I was like talking to a, another universe. It was, it was wild. Um, really tapping into the moment, you know. I do think that's where, you know, psychedelics remind the human being of the moment. And maybe with uh, cannabis, you know, that's that nudge. But, um, but sometimes you don't need the nudge. In the morning, you know, I guess I, guess I love doing this podcast about at 11.30 and 12. After I've done um, my meditation and morning stretches, every morning I get up and do uh, the five Tibetan rites, which are these other stretches that I've been into. Um, and that's been dope. Because that that's gets you off... That's gets your mind right is when you're stretching. That's the weird thing. <laughs> that, you know, working your body helps your mind. That's why I've been doing the 10,000 steps, you know, the coffee and weed. It's, you know, it's more of a, but I have been thinking about having a beer. I'll tell you if I have a beer. I did like an IPA. I did like beers back in the day, but it did rot my stomach out. But I have been drinking some more vinegar. I've been doing the apple cider vinegar. Get, yeah, I mean, that's been part of the routine. I do think the body's the temple, you know. I really do think it's inward and connected to yourself through your heart. And that's more important than your mind. So I got to work on heart health. We'll talk about that on this podcast. We'll talk about everything. I guess, you know... At, you know, I'm learning and growing. I, that's what I like. I like plant life. I want to go take hikes. I want a positive, cool, weed-smoking coffee. Sometimes we'll get a sandwich. Man, I remember this place in San Francisco when I first started. It was behind the New Cobbs, but that's when it was like this weird jazz club. But I lived in North Beach. Not at the Green Tortoise Hostel, which I did live in. Um, but at my friend's place, this other place, that's when I was paying rent for three fifty a month. Uh, I had this like, but it was like a broom. Cl- no, it was a big room, but it w- wasn't forever. It was like, they were like, you could stay here for six months at this like cheap rate until you find a place. Oh. But I remember this, uh, I would go and get this fucking veggie bagel. It was like this breakfast place, but they did like bomb ass bagels. But this is back in the what day when I don't know. In San Francisco, in New York, bagel places are everywhere. In San Francisco, it wasn't. But they they it was like this veggie bagel that was like all avocado and like spinach, but it was like everything good. And then it also had a, yeah, it just had a. I remember it. I don't know. Oh, it had artichoke. It had artichoke hearts. It had artichoke hearts, like the ones that are like covered in olive oil. I've been getting into olive oil. Shout out to Italian food, man. Uh, that shit is good for you. Um, not so much the mozzarella and the cheese all the time, every day. But in terms of like the fresh of the vegetables and the pizza, the red sauce, man. That's, I think it's just good for your heart. Tomatoes are good for your heart. And olive oil kind of lubes everything up. Um, so shout out to Italian food and spaghetti. Good shit. That's some delicious seltzer right there. Mm. After a bunch of coffee and a bunch of bowls and an hour of podcasting, uh, uh, we, we're not at an hour yet, but with some beats, I have been making some music... But I've been listening to some and feeling it out. You know, I'm, I'm learning. Uh, tell me if you like the music or you like it. Lo-fi, uh, any constructive criticism is cool. Uh, but no, 
don't tell me what to do, but you know, you could uh, suggest shit at the, or what you like. I guess that's what I want to figure out. I don't give a shit what people like. I need to go with what I like. I like talking about music and cannabis and making funky beats. So that's what I'll keep on doing. And I'll put it out there and uh, we'll have some fun guests. Subscribe to the Cannabis Coffee Hour YouTube. I'm going to be live streaming very soon. Um, yeah, I love you. Have a great day. Peace.